Hello Tea Crew and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Sha. Today we're going to be getting into all the trending topics all over social media and the internet and we're also going to be talking about all these recent home invasions, what's going on and we're going to dig a little deeper so you're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. All right, Tiku, let's get right into the topics. So the first one, third trimester Tristan has struck again. Now the story broke last week that Tristan is expecting his third child, but the headline was it's not with his baby's mother, Khloe Kardashian. It's actually with a new woman. Uh, a Houston trainer is expected to give birth this month. Um, her name is Marilee. She's been working with Tristan, I guess, at least the last six or seven months. Um, and she's suing Tristan for child support. Now, apparently the child was conceived during his birthday celebration. And this is around the time that him and Chloe were actually still together. Um, you know, this is nothing new for Tristan, but some shocking text messages came out in which Tristan told the mother or the alleged mother, that he was looking to retire from playing basketball and that he would recently be unemployed. He said with unemployment, there would be no little to no support for the child. He doesn't plan on being in the child's life whatsoever. And he also said that he would offer her $75,000 to end the pregnancy. Um, you know, social media is in an uproar. Chloe posted a couple of, uh, subtweets and quotes, you know, how she always posts these quotes when something is going on with Tristan and to add insult to injury, um, Chloe had talked about wanting true to have a sibling and that the pandemic had brought her and Tristan closer. And she was really considering getting back together with Tristan and planning to have a second child with him. Um, this comes at no, as no surprise to me. And this is exactly why I felt the way I did about the Jordan Woods situation. Chloe has never put accountability on Tristan for his cheating. It's always somebody else. And to go as far as to say that that young girl ruined your family or tore your family apart when this is the behavior that Tristan has always shown in your relationship just baffled me. And that's what made me feel like she was just trying to bring down a black woman. And I'm glad that Jordan has separated herself from this family because it really has been a glow up for her. And as karma keeps coming back around, Chloe can't seem to find the happiness that she's looking for because she can't seem to leave this man alone. Now, I like that they co-parent together, um, truly seems to be in a situation where she can be comfortable with her mom, comfortable with her dad. You know, you always see them doing things as a family, which I think is great. But I also think that that gives Chloe false hope into thinking that they could be a traditional family under one roof, have more children, you know, be in a relationship when it's obvious that that's not something that Tristan is at all ready for. And I think she keeps setting herself up for failure by allowing this man back into her life. Now, hindsight is twenty twenty, 
But, you know, in terms of being older and wanting to get pregnant and have more children and he's having children elsewhere, these are all things that you have to consider um, when you're thinking about expanding your family with him. And I think this is something that her sisters and, you know, her close friends have been trying to get her to understand that, you know, this is how he's going to behave. There's no changing Tristan. I mean, you can just tell from the text messages, he had no care about the child. He wanted no involvement, you know, and had the woman not wanted to keep her baby, we probably would have never heard about this and life would have continued on until it was uncovered. So I don't know, you know, best of luck to Tristan with his third child. I hope Chloe moves on and just co-parents with him because having another child with him, I think would just be the same results. And you don't want to go through a pregnancy where you're all emotional and up and down and trying to find out, you know, where the dad is and all that. Nobody needs that kind of stress. I think you should just hold out um, until you get into a healthier relationship. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Drake has withdrawn from the Grammy suddenly. So the Grammy nominations came out last week. I don't think we really discussed it, but you know, all our likely favorites were still, you know, were on the Grammy list. Now Drake did put out a project this year, Certified Lover Boy, and it was supposed to be up for Grammy consideration. I think it was up for Grammy consideration. And now it has been um, withdrawn after he had nominations. So now everybody's thinking who will win best rap album with him no longer being in the category. I mean, I don't know, maybe a J. Cole. Um, we'll see. But I, I really think that Drake is just kind of doing this because he feels like the Grammys are somewhat rigged and that they don't really celebrate black music it's just like one or two categories they just stick in there uh to try to be inclusive but that the grammys don't really celebrate black music so maybe that's a reason why you know they decided to to not do it i mean there's been no official statement because this literally just happened at the time of recording so as more information comes out we will keep you updated but no drake at the grammy so that likely means he will not perform and he probably won't show up either so drake fans plan accordingly <laughs> all right cardi b has been named creative director for playboy so this is one of the coolest things i think i saw all last week so cardi b you know she's a diamond rap artist but she's also branched out into many other um segues she has multiple clothing lines one with reebok she did one with fashion nova um, and now she is creative director for Playboy. So likely what Cardi will be doing is developing an OnlyFans type platform for Playboy and the Playboy, um, you know, LLC and their conglomerate over there and their brand at Playboy. So it looks like they're trying to bring Playboy into the more recent times. I think back in the day, they were synonymous for everything sexy and, you know, adult fun and all that kind of stuff. And now they're kind of being overshadowed by OnlyFans and other things that people have kind of gotten into um, away from the Playboy brand. So I think hiring Cardi was a good, um, 
was a good way for them to try to be more relevant and get out here with the younger crowd and make them, you know, back in the conversations about like what's young and what's hot and what's sexy. And it's also like a great look for Cardi. I mean, to basically be able to sit there and say you're a directed, um, creative director for a huge brand like Playboy, they're going to, I'm sure they're paying her tons of money get her face out there. And she's also kind of wanting to make a platform that benefits the creators more than the actual platform. So I think having been, um, you know, a dancer, an exotic dancer before and knowing how the adult industry really works, I think she has a unique perspective in what the entertainers actually want and what these platforms can provide to them to make it worth their while to upload their content. So she's going to be doing all that. And it's just like multiple streams of income. I mean, when you think about how big Cardi B is and the fact that she's only put one album out, I mean, she's done many, many collabs, many, many singles, but for one album and having two children while blowing up into this megastar rapper, it's just like, wow, like the guidance that she's been receiving from people and the people that are steering her career are really, you know, keeping her on track to really become an icon because she just has her hands in everything. And I think, you know, as a mom rapper, um, on the way to being mogul, you got to have your hands in everything. You know, being a rapper is just not enough if you want to be a legend. You know what I mean? Everyone has kind of branched outside of rap. Like look at Rihanna. Rihanna's like, I'm not putting an album out and stop asking. (laughs) I'm a billionaire from makeup products. You know what I mean? So she's out here doing her thing. So we love to see it. We love to see women of color um, in the forefront and making things better for other women of color, especially those in the industry that might be taken advantage of. So we just love to see it and congrats to her. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Tyra is under fire again. for America's next top model treatment. Now, every couple months, somebody digs up something um, from America's next top model. And to be fair, you know, it it is very, it was a problematic show for our times. Um, Back in the day, they would have people dress up as different ethnicities. And like, we've seen all the things that that would never fly now that were allowed back when Tyra did top model. But this in particular was talking about the money side of everything. So a past contestant tweeted out that they were only paid $40 a day per diem for food and they get no residuals. Um, And they said that the judges and Tyra made millions on the show and they still get royalties when the show is played. Now, this is something that a lot of contestants talk about when the shows are re-aired because I think a lot of people, especially from this 2000s reality era, when you're in a contest, you do not get paid. And I think that's a huge misconception that people were like, why aren't they getting residuals? Like their likeness is up on that screen whenever they play the replays. But the thing is, they're signing a contract to compete in a competition And so when you're competing in a competition, like you're not getting compensated, you're just basically signing off that you want to participate.
participate in this competition. And so as you're participating in this competition, they're going to go ahead and make sure you have enough money to eat. But other than that, the only thing you're going to get out of it is the prize money should you win. Other than that, you know, you get exposure, you get to be on TV, but it's never, it's not, um, an acting gig. You know what I mean? It's not, you're not acting on the stage. You're participating in a contest. So that's just part of what it was. And Takara actually spoke up and explained this to people. She's like, you know, first of all, this comes up all the time and Tyra's still on Dancing with the Stars. She's still getting booked for jobs. She's still out here winning. Like these women bringing this up usually aren't doing anything. No offense. They're not working. They're not really doing anything. And so they're thinking back on their past time on the show, thinking that they should be receiving something um, out of the deal. But the, the bottom line is that the production companies, the studios that make these shows, WB or whatever, you know, the CW, whatever, whoever produces um, America's Next Top Model, they get the lion's share of the money. Tyra gets her residuals as a person that hosted and ran the show and the judges are the same. Um, the contestants never see that kind of money. It's any, any kind of, you know, reality show, even if they go back and replay the reruns, it doesn't mean that they're going to get any type of residuals from that. People on Survivor, people on um, American Idol, whenever they replay these seasons, none of these contestants get residuals. So that's just not uncommon. That's just the contract that they signed. Um, afterwards, with all the money that's being made, the studio is not going to be giving up that money to any contestants. That's just how that goes. Um, but if they feel like they got a raw deal, I know some people don't go into those type of contracts because they feel like they're going to get, you know, kind of messed over by these kind of contracts because it doesn't really give you anything except exposure unless you win the competition. So, you know, to that with a grain of salt, if you plan on being on a televised competition, <laughs> you know, let it be known that you probably will just get exposure and like they did a per diem for food. And, um, that's all you'll probably walk away with unless you win the competition. I mean, it's something that they knew going into it, but I think it's just kind of trendy to get onto, um, America's next top model and kind of talk about the treatment because the treatment was what it was, but it was also a show in the two thousands. And that's how reality shows were back then. People always had the option to just, you know, get a plane ticket home and leave if they really didn't want to be on the show. So we got to keep that in mind too. All right. The next one, Stevie J reportedly requests spousal support from his wife, Faith Evans. So it looks like the divorce is going through y'all. The divorce is being continued. Now, the first time they filed for divorce, a couple days later, they were doing cartwheels on the beach, literally. And it caused everybody to feel like, are they actually getting a divorce or was it just a bad fight and they're going to reconcile? Well, now it looks like Stevie J is uh, moving on with the divorce and he's requesting spousal support. Um, after the reconcile video came out, there was some other videos of uh, Stevie J um, trying to say that Faith Evans had cheated on him and they got into a fight over what looked like Facebook, um, Instagram live. And then after all of that, Stevie J, right before the holidays, the Thanksgiving holiday, 
reported um, an apology to his uh, estranged wife, basically saying that he should never brought it to social media and he apologizes to her. So people thought they were trying to get back on track and now it looks like the divorce is back on. So I don't know. We will keep you guys posted as more comes out, but it just looks like these two are going to call it quits and that Stevie J is trying to get some of that Faith Evans money. Um, sources are saying, you know, that Faith will refuse to pay it, that she doesn't, she doesn't think that she owes him anything. I think, you know, after three years of, um, three years of being together, it's really not likely that he'll get much, but he might get something on a temporary basis. The court might grant him some type of, you know, six to 12 month spousal support. I mean, they haven't been married that long for her to have to pay him spousal support for years and years and years, in my opinion, but I could be wrong. Um, but he might get a couple months of spousal support out of her. So we will definitely keep you guys posted on this. All right, the next topic, uh, Simon Gabadia is being sued for a home purchase in Florida. So it looks like Simon Gabadia had his eye on a $5.8 million home in Florida. He entered into um, you know, a contract and an escrow payment with the seller. And it looks like for whatever reason, Simon is pulling out of purchasing the home. Now, um, in some states, and I think Florida, if you have the means to pay for the home, which Simon apparently does based on his net worth, the court can force you to, you know, obtain a mortgage and buy the home once you signed a contract for it. But the seller was nice enough to say, you know what, if you don't want the home anymore, I will just keep the 200,000 that you put down as a deposit that is in escrow and we can just call it quits. You know, if you don't want the house and you no longer want to purchase it just for me having to take it off the market for you as the potential buyer, I will keep the deposit, but I won't force you to get into a mortgage, purchase this home and then just resell it if you don't want it. Now, Simon has not responded to this and he hasn't, um, relinquished his rights basically to have the money taken out of escrow. So what happens is when you buy a house, right, you put down your deposit in a safe place where neither the buyer or seller can access the funds without each other, both signing off on it or a court order. So with him wanting to buy the house, he put the 200,000 in there. The seller, you know, saw the 200,000 was in there and basically took the house off the market. So nobody else had access to it. You know, they probably stopped showing it, whatever the case in hopes that Simon would get a mortgage or pay the full 5.8 million. And he could just move into the house and it would be his home. Well, nothing ever happened after the deposit was made. So the seller is basically saying, Hey, if you don't want this house anymore, that's fine. I will put it back on the market, but I am going to keep your deposit. And Simon is saying he's not giving over the $200,000. So now they have to go to court. Um, and the seller is suing him over this, but more than that, it's causing the public to think that Simon doesn't have the money 
that he says he does. Now, rumors have been swirling ever since um, Portia has announced her engagement to Simon that he is, you know, perpetrating a fraud. He's not worth the $40 million that's being reported. And he just doesn't have the money that people think he has. So moves like this kind of do make people question his wealth. Um, You know, most people would think of this, like I said, as a win that they don't have to now put up 5.8 million or get a mortgage for 5.8 million that they could just pay a fraction of that and lose their deposit since they no longer want the house. So I don't know, maybe Simon's just dragging his feet on paying for the home, but he still wants it. Or he's just too caught up in love with Portia to focus on his finances, but we will find out more on this to come. And, um, that is this week's trending topics. Stay tuned for the sports update. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the Sports Update with J-Rod. Today I will be covering the NFL, so let's get started. The Dallas Cowboys defeated the New Orleans Saints. Cowboys running back Tony Pollard had 7 carries for 71 yards and 1 touchdown. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Jets. The Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard had 6 receptions for 105 yards and 2 touchdowns. The Arizona Cardinals defeated the Chicago Bears. The Cardinals were up 21-7 at the half and cruised to victory. The Indianapolis Colts shut out the Houston Texans. The Colts running back Jonathan Taylor had 32 carries for 143 yards and 2 touchdowns. The Los Angeles Chargers beat the Cincinnati Bengals Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams caught five passes for 110 yards. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated the Atlanta Falcons. The Buccaneers defense shut out the Falcons in the second half. The Miami Dolphins beat the New York Giants. The Dolphins defense did not allow the Giants to score a touchdown. The Detroit Lions defeated the Minnesota Vikings. The victory gave the Lions their first win of the season. The Los Angeles Rams blew out the Jacksonville Jaguars. Rams quarterback Matt Stafford passed for 295 yards and three touchdowns. The Washington football team beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Washington running back Antonio Gibson rushed for 88 yards on 23 carries. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens. The Steelers scored 17 points in the fourth quarter to win the game. The Seattle Seahawks defeated the San Francisco 49ers. The Seahawks defense shut out the 49ers in the second half. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Denver Broncos. The Chiefs defense was able to force three turnovers in this AFC West grudge match. And the New England Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills. The Patriots went on the road and got the victory in this AFC East battle. They improved to a record of 9-4. and four. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an awesome week. All right, y'all. Let's get into my favorite part of the podcast, the deep dive. And today we're going to be talking about home invasions. Now, are these... An insurance scam or are these part of a huge crime wave that is going on during the holidays let's get into it and also what we can do to protect ourselves um, from what's going on around here so basically this topic has sprung up over the tragic events including Clarence Avon and his wife um, for those that didn't watch it there was a lovely documentary um, on Clarence Avant as the godfather of R&B music 
and just producing in general. He opened a record studio that was a record label that produced a lot of the records that we know and love today, as well as helped to build some of the um, superstar mega producers that produced back then and still produce now that um, make a lot of the music that we love. So him, his wife, and his security guard were home um, when an intruder came in the home, killed his wife, um, and stole some items from his home. He then went down the street and tried to rob another home where he shot himself in the foot, and then he was taken into custody. So this all happened in their neighborhood. You know, of course, the Beverly Hills police are going to throw the book at him, but what were his motives? Um, and many people on this case just say it's a crime of opportunity. These, um, stars have been living there, especially Clarence and people have, that have been living in certain estates for years and years and years. They know the people that live there. They may have known they were elderly. They may have known they had a lot of money. And so they're just circling around these neighborhoods looking for entry to these homes. Now, Real Housewife of Orange County, Dorit, talks about right before she began filming for this season, she came home a day earlier than her husband with her children and two or I think it was, yeah, two men in hoodies broke into her glass home and, you know, smashed the back door, broke into her home and stole items. They threatened to kill her. She had begged for her life. So that was another like incident that, you know, thank God didn't end in death, but the home invasion did happen. She says she suffers from it. She can't move on because she's continuously thinking about like somebody breaking in, somebody wanting to do her harm. And it's just always on a loop in her mind over and over and over having had dealt with a home invasion. The same thing or a similar thing happened to Sierra of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta while she was preparing Thanksgiving dinner. She had a break in. Um, no one was injured in the break in. They just took um, some of the items that were in her home and left. And she was able to, you know, get grainy footage on her ring camera of them coming in the home. And, you know, she was asking for anybody that had information to, to report it to the police so she can try to figure out what happened to her home and what the assailants did in her home. Now, Safari, who was burglarized last year um, with his, I guess, estranged wife, Erica Minna, and how they had talked about having jewelry stolen. They put a reward on Instagram and Facebook asking if anybody had any information to contact them because they had been robbed. And he urged people to make sure that your security systems are on and up to date. Um, many of these celebrities and wealthy people have been living in the same areas for so long with no incidences, no crime. You know, there's always ton of police presence. Most of them are in a pseudo gated community where it's really hard to get back there. But once people get back there, many people are not setting their alarms like they should be or taking, um, security precautions. And he just urged people to do that because he's saying, you know, they can tell if the cameras aren't moving properly, you know, if the sensors are off or if you haven't replaced batteries and cameras and stuff like that, your security system can't work for you if it's not up to date. Um, 
So that was something that he added to the conversation last week. Now, Megan Good sat down with Charlemagne the God and she talked about, you know, not owning a gun for many years and always, you know, since she's been really working as an actress, she's been living in LA, but she did say the LA burglaries have caused her to want to um, get a legal weapon and be trained on how to use it and fire it properly in case she needed to defend herself against um, a you know potential burglary or home invasion. And it just made me think like so many celebrities now are going to be arming themselves um, with guns, extra security, maybe bringing on a security team because of everything that is going on in these homes. I just feel like, like Safari, so oftentimes we get so comfortable that we leave doors open. We don't lock our homes the way we should. We don't, you know, make sure all of our security um, equipment is up to date, especially if you have a larger home, making sure that all your spotlights are working, that your cameras are working. And there are a few other tips that I kind of wanted to go through just because, you know, we don't think about it all the time, but the holidays are a really rough time for a lot of people, especially if you're not able to make money and buy the things that you want for the people that you love. People are getting very, very desperate and they're sinking to a new low. So you always have to be on the ready and you always have to be prepared and securing yourself so you don't have to deal with these kinds of issues. So the first thing is definitely making sure you are locking your doors, lock your doors and secure your doors. Um, whenever you're coming in and out of the house, even if it's just for a few minutes, somebody could be watching you coming in and out of your residence. I know it's a scary thought, but somebody could really be watching you as you coming, as you're coming in and out of your residence. And if they notice that you're coming in and out, when you come in and out, they could quickly just slip behind you while you're taking your trash out or whatever. And then they're in your home. So make sure you lock your doors behind yourself at all times and that you just have your keys to let yourself back in. And then also, so, you know, check all of your security equipment. Everything should be working. Everything should be online. Don't just think that, oh, I have cameras out there. So people think I'm recording and that's good enough. It's really not um, because these criminals and burglars are getting more and more um, strategic. Sometimes they'll even come to your house and do a quote unquote run through where they're just scoping out your house to see if you've noticed that they've been in the backyard or they've been on your sidewalk or they've been near your home. And if, you know, it doesn't pick up anything, they might go back another time and try to rob the premises. So you just never know. You always want to make sure that your everything is up to date, not just there for show. And then another thing is that you really have to make sure all your gates and your kind of entries to your property are secured. Um, I just witnessed a video that was like horrifying of a mother who was walking with her child in a stroller. She came into her residence. The gate was closing really slow, but it had started to close. And because it was open, two guys just walked in right behind her, cool as a cucumber robbed her right you know with her child being right there robbed her took 
the diaper bag and the purse that she was walking with her child with and then just ran off with it. So it's just like, you know, you, it, it, nobody is off limits. If you thought, you know, I'm walking with my dog or I'm walking with my kid or I'm just walking around my neighborhood, I should be fine. You really have to keep your wits about you because people are just in survival mode right now, savage mode right now, whatever you want to call it. And they really do not care Um, and they will take whatever they want and that'll be that. And then the last thing is, you know, just don't resist. Things are only things don't, you know, get killed or lose your life over your possessions. You know, if anything, make sure everything is up to date and insured so that you will be able to replace your items, but just focus on making sure that you live to see those, those next days first, and then replacing your items or whatever else the case may be will come next, but just make sure that you can live to replace those items. Don't put those items value over your own life. Um, and that has been today's deep dive, guys. Stay tuned for our outro comments. All right, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. As always, arrest the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she deserves. Thank you all for listening. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And I love you for listening. Bye.